Sean and Brad as they talk about sports and share a beer. From the east coast of Canada to the west coast of the United States. Over to you boys. Hey everybody, hey what's good with you? Sean and Brad, Guys Beer Sports, back once again. Sean, good morning. How you doing, man? Doing well, or afternoon, or wherever you are. Happy good morning, happy anniversary, happy birthday, whatever you're celebrating. Uh, we're with you in that, so let's get to it. Uh, first, I'd like to thank our sponsors, uh, Bodego Brawl. First off, uh, they're launching out this weekend, September the 10th. Portland Comic Con is where you can get them. Uh, first off, they've got merchandise. They've got the game coming out. Uh, launched on their website, you can get their first 100 uh, individually numbered packets starting on Friday. I guess maybe you'll hear this after the 10th, so maybe you'll miss your shot, but go check them out. Get on the pre-order list. Uh, help our friends at Bodega Brawl. Thanks for your support. Flyers Brewery uh, and Restaurant, corner of Highway 20 and uh, Whidbey here in Oak Harbor. Go see Tony and our friends there. Get the best beers in town. You can get them in a growler. You can get them in a can. You can eat, drink at bar side. Get some beer food. Uh, watch some games. Do those things. So go see Flyers. Thanks for your support. Perfect. Hey, smooth my balls. Winter's coming. Got to keep it clean. Smooth my balls. Go to the website www.smoothmyballs backslash guysbeersports.com. Get your 15% off on all your grooming items. Uh, your boys will love you. It'll be good. Your whole family will love you because nothing nothing is better for uh, a funk situation than having you know thermals on all day or trying to stay warm. Uh, before we get into this week one preview. And honestly, by that point, Thursday would have happened. So we'll just see if we're prognosticators at that point. Um, I wanted to talk about something that actually, I mean, I'm certain is near and dear to your heart. It affected everybody 20 years ago on September 11th. Uh, it was uh, the full reason why I joined the military. Um, and it's hard to believe it's been 20 years. And that's something I think that changed the innocence of our nations, you know, basically of the Western world changed everything on that day. And, uh, man, even sports, we saw some very interesting things happen in the world of sports during that time as well. When you think about it, um, you know, just sports going to happen are they going to come back to it? Just how much of an escape it was. And then to see heroes come out of that, giving up NFL contracts in order to go and serve their country. Um, just unbelievable. Unbelievable. Brad, uh, I mean, really, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. It was just amazing, though, that even in our country, in Canada, how much of that affected us. And... You know, being an American, I can only imagine uh, how much more it would have affected you all there. Yeah, you know, I think uh, it wasn't the first time that there had been an attack on American soil, right? You go back to Pearl Harbor and just the significance of December 7th. I think the, you know, I think the part that shook everybody up is that it wasn't a military 
effort. It wasn't, you know, someone else's, I mean, it was, you know, but it wasn't their military planes. It was something that we all take for granted uh, being able to travel around the world uh, on commercial airliners and, you know, watching it happen. I remember uh, vividly where I was, um, you know, I had, uh, I just had moved to Kansas and uh, I was sitting in my apartment, um, you know, watching the news and saw, you know, tower one uh, on fire and everyone was trying to figure out what had happened. And, you know, I'd immediately called my dad. I was 22 years old at that point and was talking to him uh, back here in Seattle. And uh, we were on the phone and we watched the second plane smash into the towers. And I just uh, remember a sense of uh, anxiety. I think I don't know that as necessary fear, just understanding how big the country is, but just not knowing what was next. Um, and where we were going and then you know throughout the day and you have to think back now like it's easy to think in 2021 that we have access to all this information you almost in real time and you know there'd probably be live streams everywhere of what was going on the streets you know should that happen today but there wasn't that at that point you know you were limited to what you could see on tv and there wasn't social media and so you just were calling your friends and and checking in and you know i mean i think there was two things that were very uh, apparent to me it was one I had just flown you know I, had, I just moved to Kansas I'd moved there three days prior I believe uh, something like that you know and my everyone had that dropped me at the airport had walked me to the to the gate remember that used to be a thing you know your friends could mm-hmm. you know and whoever was with you could bring you all the way to watch you board the plane um, you know and they could meet you at the gate when you landed and um, you know the next time that I flew home uh, which was, you know, just a couple months later, it was security and it was all so crazy. Um, and, uh, you know, that was just very different. And then we were going to the first sporting event shortly thereafter and, and, uh, watching, a. I was home in Seattle. It was in, uh, December that same year and, uh, watching, uh, a Seahawks game in a, you know, the Seattle stadium is by the airport and watching a plane, uh, you could see the plane over the top of the edge of the stadium and the whole stadium just kind of had a real quiet hush as we all watched this plane just to make sure it wasn't about to land on us. And it was just an eerie right. feeling just of uh, that that was even a threat. And so, um, yeah, those things are crazy. I remember, uh, and, and, you know, it's just the unfortunate part is how, we began to treat other people um, that didn't look like us. Um, you know, that was a thing too. I remember not long after that, getting on an airplane and, and sitting next to a Muslim man who was, you know, clearly Muslim, um, just in the way he dressed, and like the entire plane, it was just staring at him, you know, um, and uh, sitting next to him. And he was a real cool guy, man. And, and we were just, you know, we were, chatting right before the thing and he you could tell he was nervous and you know i was just trying to put him at ease because i didn't i don't have those same feelings yeah i knew i wasn't worried about him um but we're getting ready to take out at sunset and you know we're taking off and he asked me goes hey we goes which way do you think is west you know right out there at that window you know and he was like well I, i have to pray and i was just like man i thought to myself this is not you know I remember just making eye contact with people and they were, you know, just almost like that. You got that guy kind of, you know, when, you know, when you're out and yeah. people are, you know, trying to yeah. see who's on whose sides and it was yeah. just super uncomfortable. 
um, feeling for me, just knowing that that guy was just trying to exercise his religious freedoms and, you know, was in a spot. And I was like, man, it's right that way. I was like, but I got to tell you, buddy, like, you, you do what you can do, but, you know, try not to be like, you know, just be yeah. smart, like just be smart. And, you know, so he pulled himself up and, you know, looked out the window and said his little prayer. And I just kind of made eye contact with all the people I thought were aggressive and, you know, but it was just super telling to me that that's where we became. And maybe that was already there. I just, I didn't know it before then, you know, that there was, I'll, that there was a prejudice there for that. Yeah. I'll tell you like uh, being a Brown person, I mean, uh, it was, it became difficult for about a decade after traveling for me. Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just, you know, I feel that that was the day that all of the innocence was lost. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's the day the veil got ripped back, you know, that's it. I, I think we're paying for it right now. I think it's so politically charged with, you know, leaving yeah. Um, yeah. the Middle East for, you know, the United States and, I mean, to be honest, I, yeah, the whole thing is very difficult for me. It's. I guess my biggest thing about the withdrawal, being a veteran, knowing veterans have gone there, um, is that there's some people that are feeling hopelessness. What was it all for? I've lost friends there. Please yeah. reach out to other veterans. We're, we're always there to listen. You know, I can't even imagine what some people might be feeling on that there. But this is a whole separate conversation. But I just wanted to say something about it because, yeah, it was the year that it was the whole time, like you said, the veil was torn back. But it was also a time where I've seen sports bring people back together yeah. in a way. And uh, just to be that first team to go out there after that, go out there and play your baseball game, go out there and play your uh, play football. Um, and just to have everybody coming around you and together and just. Yeah. Well, it's really just a tell of why we enjoy sports so much anyway. Right. It's just such a, that's it. it, it crosses all these boundaries and um, it's a way to bring communities together and, you know, to have to find some unity and some common ground. I mean, we won't, it's, you know, I mean, it's, you find the common ground most in my life and in sports. I mean, that's the thing, you know, you're visiting somewhere and you see someone with a team that you're supportive of, you know, you can yell something across the whatever, you know, and get a response. And it just makes you feel comfortable that you're with like-minded folks and you're not, it's a false sense of security. Right. But it's just, it's a still, it's but, a, but is it though? Because it's like, you're well, there it with is, right. Because if you're walking around and like, you know, somewhere that's you're not familiar with and you're like nervous about where you are because you might get lost or all those things yeah. and you see another Seahawks fan you're like go Hawks and they're like go Hawks and you're like yeah I feel good you still know where you're going like it's just a it's a you know it's a but it's one of the only places where it seems like genders colors yes I don't um, disagree with you religion yes I'm just saying accepted. like it doesn't it doesn't re erase your anxiety it just makes you feel better for a minute it's not a big deal <laughs> week one of the nfl kicking off it's here my goodness so thursday night's game will have already happened by the time this comes out but what we're going to do we're going to go through this list of week. Well, yeah i mean it's not a big stretch though right it's 
Dallas at Tampa. Tampa. Yeah, I mean, Dallas, I mean, first of all, they're missing Zach Martin, who's their best offensive guard or lineman. Yeah. Zeke Elliott said that most of his big runs happen behind him. He's calling him their best offensive player last night. Yeah. Yeah. He's out. What other chances does Dallas have? Not much. I mean, you know, Dak Prescott, maybe, maybe he, maybe he pulls out something amazing in his first game. Tampa's returning 21 of 22 starters. I know. What, what is, I know. What are they going to do? Dak Prescott hasn't taken meaningful snaps since when? Yeah, I know. Since what, week four of the NFL? The last time he last blew week, his out. You think he's yeah. got a little bit of rust and maybe a little bit of guts? And I I just don't. I don't see Tommy Lee's on opening night. I don't think. I just don't see it. But. I mean, it happened last time, last season. <laughs> he Cowboy lost fans, him. feel free to die. Yeah, but that was a new <laughs> system with no offseason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, talking about a year yeah. with everyone back that he knows. Yeah. Oh no, I, I I agree with you. And if anything, the Buccaneers got better. If anything, yeah. Um, but I'm I'm there. I'm looking at it. I, I'm still calling Buccaneers by two touchdowns. I see. It's going to be like thirty-five. 20. Be like a snoozer. Yeah. Like I think the Bucks are going to run away. Yeah, it's a home opener. So they're going to get their best game. Uh, Philadelphia, Atlanta. Yeah, Philadelphia, Atlanta. Well, this is interesting because Hurts is his first home opener going up against the Wiley veteran, Matt Ryan. Uh, Atlanta's got a lot of things to prove. So does Philadelphia. I say it's going to be a field goal, Falcons. Yeah, I think we're going to be see who Philadelphia is. We start to see who it is. Atlanta's, you know, restructured a lot of things. Their offense is new, minus, you know, one of the greatest, if not the greatest. Wide receivers? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Big subtraction for them. Mm -hmm. But maybe it goes, you know, maybe it moves out better. Maybe we see an offense resurgence like we saw last year in Cleveland when OBJ went down and all of a sudden the offense got better because they weren't looking at OBJ the entire time. Yeah. You know, I don't know the answer to that, but I, I agree. I think Atlanta comes out. I think, um... I don't know what the rest of the schedule looks like, but I imagine the NFC least is going to go 0-4 this week. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's bring it to Seahawks Colts in Indianapolis. Why are you jumping the schedule? Well, it's the same time. <laughs> okay. So it's Pittsburgh and Buffalo, but I guess we can talk about my team first. Let's talk about your team first. That's right. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it'll be interesting. I think Carson Wentz has a big chip on his shoulder. I think the last time that he played well was under Frank Wright, who's now his head coach. Um, You know, they've had some injuries. They've got a dynamic running back in Jonathan Taylor. They'll be down their number one wide receiver in T.Y. Hilton. Um, Defensively, they're very stout. You know, Uh, I think it's, you know, they're playing in a dome, which is nice for both teams. Uh, Seattle's out to prove something after making a change at offensive coordinator and bringing in those weapons. So uh, hopefully, they, you know, we saw a bit of uh, that tempo in the preseason, especially the last game. We haven't seen Russell run that offense yet. Excited to see that. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know that Indianapolis has the horses to keep up with Seattle if they're at full capacity. But the catch is, is that you know Seattle's defense is new. Um, yep. from a talent standpoint. And so I think that the front seven, you know, is pretty set and 
was playing well, but I don't know about the back end. So we have, but we haven't seen Jamal Adams in the preseason. We didn't see Quandre Diggs. Nope. You know what those two can do. Um, so I think it's Seattle by ten. But uh, yeah, I think I think that's a safe assumption as well. I mean, um, didn't the quarterback there for the Colts there uh, didn't he contract over there? Too? And Carson Wentz. Yeah, yeah Carson Wentz. Sideline issue. Yeah, but so uh, every, every most teams are going to deal with that, right? So it was interesting, you know, that uh, Dallas has already had more people on the COVID list this year than they had all of last year. Not wild. Does that surprise you? A little bit. Yeah. I think. Well, I think some of it is. Well, yeah, but you've got maybe a false security in this vaccine. You know, the vaccine's not a hundred percent deal, right? So. It should probably still well, it's interesting. It's interesting because I was listening to the NFL Network about the this one scientist came on and he said that they should start going by the immunity score, not just about the vaccine, but if you had COVID and then you got the vaccine, your immunity score should be on the charts. But let's just say that you, know, you just got the vaccine and you are susceptible to colds and everything, your immunity score might be a little bit lower. So I think you're right. There's a false insecurity of getting the vaccine. Uh, having said that, though, the, yeah, but you know what? If I, if I remember correctly, I think that Zach Martin had COVID uh, at the end of last year, and then he got vaccinated, and now he has it again. So, wow. I think that no one knows anything, and that's the key message, kids: is uh, hey, be safe out there. Whatever, if you don't right. get cold flu in the you know in the cold and flu season, and you take precautions like washing your hands and not letting people sneeze in your mouth and in your eyeballs, like let's just do that now. Let's just live that way. Let's see what we can do enough medical right. so talk about Texas here Jaguars Texas man Irvin Meyer couldn't get a better gift right <laughs> I think it's Jaguars by two touchdowns very easily uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence gets on a roll I don't know like I don't know who still plays defense in Houston there seems to be a mass exodus from there talk about Who's the head coach there in Houston right now? Um, I forget I his know. name. Jim I forget Dyer. his name. Because they just hired him. And uh, talk about walking into... Walking oh, into he, he, yeah, he he didn't get the job that he thought he was getting. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. It's, you know, like you're walking into a huge explosion. I mean, unfortunately, I think Houston's going to have the same as what they had last season, right? It's just a yeah. lot of losses. Yeah, uh, it's sad. interesting. Yeah, man, it's... Whole thing is because you know, they've got Brandon Cooks and Tyrod Taylor. That's their offense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nothing wrong with Tyrod. But the thing is, yeah. though, is that you know, Trevor Lawrence, all eyes are going to be on him. And if this is what I think it's going to be. This well, might just, yeah, I just make his season. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think everyone, even in Vegas, I think you can't get good odds on them being. You get them being the number one pick is like the hottest thing in the world, right? So. Yeah. And he just has to get out there, and I think that this will def- definitely it will enhance his uh, confidence. If anything, if he trounces over Houston. And that yeah. gives you confidence for I, the next. Yeah, they're gonna have a. Yeah, they're. Gonna, I don't know what their schedule looks like, but it feels like they're gonna have a rough. Uh, they have an easy. They have a softer start. And then the second half of the season, it starts going. Still, up. don't think they're going to get a win. Though. That's what I'm saying. Like that's just uh, David Who's Coley that? is the coach of the Texans. David Coley. That's it. David Coley. Yeah. 
you fell into the fire and we're sorry we didn't know. All right. Let's go to the Steelers Bills. I know you wanted to get there. Well, this was next on my list. It just felt like we weren't going to miss a game if we went out right or whatever. <laughs> uh, I think the Bills are going to beat the Steelers. I do. I think it's going to be close, though. I think it's going to be by one touchdown. Yeah, I do. Uh, the Bills, their defense is good. Their offense is off the charts. The Steelers, though, you just don't know with Ben Roethlisberger what is going to happen. You, you don't. It's a slugfest to start. <laughs> it is. With the, with the three receivers that Pittsburgh runs out and Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson and Juju and then having Najee Harris, who by all accounts was just dominating from the jump, running back out of Alabama, their first-round pick. Slim down, motivated Roethlisberger. And then that Steelers offensive line, you think that they're not going to give your defense fits? I mean, that's Buffalo. what I'm saying. It's it's going to be a slugfest. It's it's not going to be it's not going to be a walk in the park as what everybody thought for Buffalo. It, it's not like you know like Pittsburgh. I, I was thinking at first it's like they're done, but then you have a look at some of the additions that they have made and that running back there during the preseason. He's made some real moves. So it, it, don't count Pittsburgh out. <laughs> yeah, it makes me nervous. Yeah. It should. I, I think Buffalo wins, but I think it's probably less than six. Yeah, that's pretty good. Chargers, Washington. The L.A. Superchargers. Yeah, all day. All day. I'm sorry. I do think Washington. that Ryan Fitzpatrick comes out and goes bananas, though. Well, you know how he is in the beginning of the season, though, right? The first three games, he's like, oh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. And then all of a sudden, yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick comes back down to earth. Yeah, that's why he's a good stopgap slash backup quarterback. He'll win you three games, but he won't win you six. <laughs> all right. What's next on the list here, buddy? Uh, I've got Minnesota-Cincinnati on my list. Okay. I will go Bengals. Two yeah. touchdowns. Uh, Two touchdowns? Oh yeah, I think I think it's. A you think Joe season. Burrow's likes that knee enough that he's gonna come out swinging? I think, I think so. I think so. Right. And why not? Why not? You're playing in Cincy. People are waiting to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he, he gets some of that magic back from Jamar Chase. Maybe Jamar Chase can stop his drops. The, Jamar Chase, the first round pick this year at LSU. Yeah. Joe Burrow's former teammate. Now they had LSU. some problems. They had some problems there during the preseason. They're really connecting. And he but, had some concentration gaps. He just was yeah. dropping the ball a little bit. But we'll see if he yeah. if he picks it up. I mean, they between them and the other wide receivers they have, and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and man, they are prime. So Joe Mixon's always a formidable running back. Their yes. offensive line has been put together. I think the question mark really for them is on defense. Um, you know, yeah. Dalvin Cook. It's Dalvin Cook will have a real big day. It's true. And and honestly, I mean, I'm saying two touchdowns. I might be completely incorrect. What do you think? What do you say with Cincinnati, Minnesota? Uh, I think it's like a 21-17 game with Cincinnati. A little, little closer, right? I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, Niners of so, the line. Yeah, we're on the same page here. All right, good job. <laughs> I don't see how San Francisco doesn't win this game. Yeah. I have zero confidence in Jared Goff. Yeah. 
Uh, Dan Campbell's trying to do his thing, and, and he might be successful. I don't think it's this year. I think it's next year when he gets all of his players in and gets what he wants to get. You know, the Detroit lost their number one running back. I'm sorry. Their number one wide receiver in Kenny Galladay. He's now with the Giants. Um, I, yeah, I don't have high expectations for Detroit, but uh, yeah. I think Francisco wins big, and that hurts my feelings. Now, who is starting that Niners game? Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo's starting that game. He is. I think Trey yeah, Lance. I, like, I think Trey Lance gets eight snaps. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I think it's. I think it's San Francisco is going to run out, and they're going to they're going to platoon their quarterback, and it probably does. They probably don't do it every week. They probably do it so that you have something to plan for, that takes away from you planning for just a traditional offense. That's a very yeah. Shanahan thing to do. And yeah, good for, but good for them if they can do it. Who's another head coach to try to do that with two quarterbacks, though? I don't know. Tom, but Landry. They have, Tom Landry. Well, yeah, uh, but we just saw, I mean, you know, Sean Payton uh, in New Orleans had success with with Drew Brees and Taysom Hill, right? I I think you can see a similar spot. And you're talking about moving around, you know, someone's preparation for the week, right? You're trying to get someone off rhythm. That's what it is. And so, um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if there's weeks where Trey Lance doesn't see the field, you know, and then you've prepared for Trey Lance and you don't see him. Like, that's a waste of whatever that practice time was. And so... It'll be interesting. It'll be yeah, interesting. Kyle Shanahan's always matchup driven, right? If they can stay healthy, yeah. they're a formidable team. It's absolutely. And you know, as you said, there's a lot more players coming back from the COVID list yeah. uh, this season for the Niners as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, this in the injury list is in general. I mean, they were, you know, ACLs. They were pretty desperate. Over there. Yeah. They were yeah. blowing ACLs out like crazy. All right. Uh, so they got their defensive lines back and then allegedly healthy. And so we'll see how that goes. I think it's a long day for Detroit. Jets Panthers. I think Sam Donald gives it to the Jets. I think so too. It might be I think his he only has some revenge. Yeah. yeah. He's got some <laughs> weapons for the first time since he was at USC. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got a coach that believes in him. I think Carolina's defense is better than the Jets' defense. You know, Carolina, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but the Jets' defensive line has just been decimated by injuries. All their stars, I mean, they've been yeah. trading for, you know, your guy Shaq Lawson that had gone to Houston is now in New York. Right. I, I, I have been looking at that. I just, I don't know. Like, I know the Jets got their pick. I know that they were doing all this stuff, but I just don't, I don't see the Jets. Yeah, you're talking about a, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a rookie quarterback making his first start on the road. Yeah. And it's not Trevor Lawrence. That's exactly yeah. it. It's, and it's not Trevor Lawrence. That's the biggest thing. It's like, Trevor Lawrence is starting on the road as well. <laughs> I have him yeah, but Trevor Lawrence played big games on the road. And it's like, you know, national championships as a yeah. freshman, right? Like, yeah. They're not the same spot. No, so, no, not at all. Zach like, Wilson, that was the thing. That was you know, the Zach thing Wilson came out of BYU. Zach Wilson is a productive yeah. quarterback. Zach Wilson will probably be a great player, a pro, but he's not Trevor Lawrence at this stage. But that was a thing. Year. In this draft, it was just like it was miles apart between first and second. Yeah. 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 And Zach Wilson might be doing it. They've got Elijah Moore, who's a receiver out of Old Miss that everyone says is the most polished receiver to come on the draft in the last 10 years. He might do some things. They've got, you know, Fantastic offensive line in New York, but they don't have any real weapons outside of that, that yeah. jump off the page to me. I just I don't see how they go to Carolina. Win. All right. Hey, how do you feel? Like, I have I have one. I just have one. All right. I heard this last night. How do you feel that Tom Brady has beaten the Buffalo Bills thirty times in his career? Yeah. 
It's the most anyone has ever beat an individual team, and it's tied with the Jets. He's beat the Jets and the Bills. Why would you ask me? Why would you ask me? I just want to know how you feel about it. You know how I feel about it. I just want to see us beat Tom Brady at some point. (laughs) Now, Tom Brady came out with a great quote this past week. Actually, it would have been about a week and a half ago by this time this airs. But he just feels like the way with the rule changes and everything, the NFL has become now softer and it's more forgiving if you're an offense and you make a mistake. Okay. Yeah. Which is true. The last 10 years. That's a very wise point. That's exactly it. Avocado ice cream. It's 10 years. Yeah. But you know what? He was, he was mentioning like, you know, if you were throw in the middle of the field when he was playing against Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis was there middle of the field. He's going to take your guy out, take him out. But now if you do that, and the defensive player takes that guy out, also the defensive player is getting ejected or whatever, you know, like something yeah. ridiculous, 15 yards. Yeah. It's like, but the thing is, is that that's the quarterback's mistake. That's not the defensive player's mistake. Yeah. Really, I, I thought it was, Play that was the only the thing that I actually liked that Tom, Tom Brady said <laughs> in his 20 season career. So. Good old Tommy. I hope you. I hope he wins in New England on the fourth week, just so we can say he beat all thirty teams. Then we just be done with That's this greatest of all time. That's something. All right, Browns Chiefs. Wow, wow, what a what a team to pick for week one. <laughs> I mean, if you really want to see what Cleveland's gonna be made of this year, this is it, right? Start the game off hot on the road against the AFC favorite. Yeah, I, I mean, why wouldn't you? This is true. This is the barometer test. Uh, I think Cleveland's got horses they can run. Um, yeah, they 100% do. I'm not, this isn't yeah. a blowout by Kansas City by any stretch of imagination on paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Cleveland's this is, got What this comes down to is if Cleveland's going to Cleveland. That's all this is. You know what? Very good point. If Cleveland plays up to their talent, if Cleveland plays to their talent and their coaching and those things, this is going to be a very tight game. I hear this that. Is a, this is I like a 38-35 game. This is maybe even an overtime game. This might be the only overtime game week one. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Not not too bad. But you're right. Because if Cleveland gets into their own heads mentally. But the thing is, a Stefanski, I think, has proven himself now after that. Last yeah. The, but listen, there's been too much shenanigans for Cleveland for us to write one year off and be like, oh, now we're cool. Perfect truth. Very true. That's it. That's all there is. They, this, they've got to come out. Like how Cleveland's going to go is how they—they they don't have to win in Kansas City. They just have to have a good showing in Kansas City for everyone to feel good about them. That's very That's true. That's all it is too. I think. Yeah, I, I think I, they probably—they probably win um, the AFC North this year. Yeah, I think so too. I think they're the favorites. Um, but you're right. Um, I think it's going to be the Chiefs' field goal or less. Um, but uh, you're right. It feels like one of those up. games where it's like a last second kick that separates yeah. Cleveland's got to show up though. Yeah. Uh, if they don't yeah. show up, then I think that's gonna that's gonna affect them for a few games down the road. Yep. yep. Well, yeah, they're gonna hear it, right? Because you know their fan base is so tortured that if they lay an egg in Kansas City, they're gonna get beat in the media for a week, yeah. and then you know, that's it. And they can all say they don't listen to the media, and they don't. But whatever, we all know that's. Cleveland's not a big city, man. If you're living there as a football player, you're walking around to get your groceries at Kroger's, which you're probably never, none of them are shopping at Kroger's. Bro, <laughs> no, you're, yeah. you're discounting a lot of things. They're 100% shopping at Kroger's. 
<laughs> Anyways, is, you're is, that, is there even a whole? Is there a Whole Foods in Cleveland? Uh, I believe so. But you know, you're out there. You're out there doing your shopping. I'm sure there's somebody out there. Hey. <laughs> oh, and more than somebody. Hotel. <laughs> All right. Dolphins, Patriots, usually always a great matchup. You could have the two worst teams showing up, but they show up for each other. I love this game. Yeah. You got yeah. Tua versus Mac Jones, right? It's as smacks of a Alabama summer scrimmage. You know? <laughs> I love it. I think I think it's a great game. Uh, I agree too. Uh, I think New England. Uh, I, I can't I say I can't say that New England's going to get spanked because I don't trust Tua either. You know what I mean? I don't it's think like, that either one gets spanked. I think. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say I think Miami wins in the road, but it just felt so. It is tasty gross on the way out. I couldn't say. I'm going to tell you it's going to be the team that makes. The mo- more mistakes than the other. Okay, that's 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 basically what you're going to say. The team that scores the most points is going to win. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. probably. <laughs> probably the same bet, Sean. The team that scores no, the most points. I'm just saying, yeah, someone's going to make win. one of these win. teams are going to make a gross, gross mistake, and that's going to be the game. That's exactly what's going to happen. But I think that we're going to be looking at a touchdown victory for the Patriots. Yeah, it's going to be Mac Jones making a terrible decision to throw the ball late and turn it over. And- Bill's going to lose his mind and he's going to hit Cam Newton on his hotline bling late that night and try to get him to come back. Yeah. Oh, Bill. I don't know. It feels like it feels like it feels like Bill, you know, left his old wife for a new wife and and that new wife's not so great. (laughs) What do you mean you don't have to cook? I, I, I honestly, I, I'm telling you, because it's going to be one of these quarterbacks laying it, like just making a huge mistake. And that's I mean, they've got so much youth in New England, right? I mean, their yeah. running backs are all new and young outside of James White. And... Yeah. But no Stephon Gilmore for the first six weeks, though. Yeah. Well, I don't think that Stephon Gilmore ever takes another snap in New England, to be honest with you. So. Hey, Stephon Gilmore, two years ago, he's just two years removed from Defense Player of the Year. I'm not saying he's not worth it. I don't think that those yeah. two like each other. I don't think he plays there. I think they trade him. I think he's out early. Maybe. I think Maybe. they're working on a deal. I don't think he's – I think that they – he's on that six-week list to get traded. That's what I think. All right. Broncos, Giants. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Danny Denver takes a step forward. I don't know that they – you know, they'll be competing with the Los Angeles Chargers for second in the AFC West. Um, you got to love what they're doing there in offense. You know, they've got some real studs at receiver now for once. You know, Teddy Bridgewater, who's not prolific by any stretch, but he's better than Drew Locke. The defense is still there. They've got that mile-high advantage, you know, for half of the season. And so, uh, couple that with the Giants looking terrible as an organization. Yes. Not sure if Saquon's going to play. Daniel Jones looks pedestrian at best uh, most of the time. You know, their receivers are who they are. Uh, they're all just middle-of-the-road folks on defense. Yeah. I don't know if they're any better. Uh, I think Denver wins by double digits on the road to open the year. 
I agree. Uh, I think that uh, this is a great gift for Teddy Bridgewater to get your confidence going and you get to spank this team. Yeah, I think. All right. That leads me now to the Packers and the Saints playing in Houston. Yeah, or is it Jacksonville? They're playing, Jacksonville. Playing, they're playing Jacksonville. That's Jacksonville. That's right. So hey, there's a, there a game in Houston. And so that's right. Do you think Houston. Do you think Dave Sadler is going to be trying to get tickets for this one? <laughs> Neither of his teams. <laughs> oh, probably. I mean, Dave's crazy if he's not trying to go to this game. Yeah. Uh, Packers are going to take out the Saints. I mean, I'd be surprised if it's anything but that. You're doing my guy Jameis all wrong. I'll just tell you that. I know. I know you have Jameis picked as your big thing there. We didn't need league, uh, league in passing this year. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, though, you have Aaron Rodgers coming back with Randall Cobb, Devontae Adams. Uh, How pretty dare good you defense. put Devontae Adams behind Randall Cobb? In here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying there's a lot of weapons now for Aaron to play with. There is. I, You know, Aaron's got some offensive line issues. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He, he, he really might have think- all the weapons, but if he ain't got time to throw the ball, then we'll see. Aaron gets the ball. so great. I I tongue-in-cheek say the New Orleans would win. Green Bay wins this game. I, I don't see how they don't. There's too much turnover in New Orleans. And Jameis throws the ball over the field. I don't know what New Orleans' defense is going to look like. Um, I know what Green Bay's defense is going to look like. I know that Jameis is probably, if he throws four touchdowns, he'll throw four picks. Um... You know, you can't give Aaron Rodgers the ball that many times. Uh, no. You know, I, yeah, think, I, I think I I hear you. Green Bay's on a mission. We're gonna see yeah, we're I gonna see so. what those boys are made out of uh this year. We'll see what kind of leader Aaron Rodgers is. I think, you know, he's I don't know that he's done in Green Bay, but I think he would be happy to be done in Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, especially if he won. And so uh, we'll see what kind of leader he is. We'll see how he can get that team to rally. Um I think that they're one of the favorites in the NFC uh, to win the division or the conference, I guess. is probably a better way to put it. Um, but, yeah. All right. It all starts here week one. Bears-Rams. Red Rifle. The Red, the red Rifle. Rocket. The Red Rifle. <laughs> the Red Rifle against uh, your boy Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dave, plug your ears. You're not going to like this. And I'm sure you'll have something to say about it. Uh, but I think the Rams win big. The Rams defense is too much for Andy Dalton. I don't know how they can score on the Rams defense. I think Jalen Ramsey makes Andy Dalton his boy a couple of times. Um, maybe with an interception. I, you know, and I think Matt Stafford's excited playing offense that's wide open. All those weapons, that offensive line. So many weapons at home, not in Chicago. Uh, you know. I, man. Andy Dalton is on borrowed time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the best thing for Chicago fans is that they go lay an egg in LA. Yep. To be honest with you, right? Because yep. we see Justin Fields soon. Yep. I think Andy Absolutely. lays two eggs coming out of the gate and Justin Fields is starting week three. But yep. we'll and it's sad because this is somebody that he was it's like not sad. He was it's in the he was in the running for MVP not even that long ago. Not even that long ago. And now he's just in Dallas. Yeah. Now he's just an afterthought. Like he's not an afterthought. He's still making a couple million dollars a year to be a backup. It's a great job. But he's a starter. 
He throws, he's, but he won't be. He can go. He can make eight million dollars a year throwing ten passes a week. And then next year he's what? Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's just making making the rounds. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad game. He didn't hit it. That's it. Well, I mean, hey, Ryan Fitzpatrick has made a career of it. So he's made real money. Yeah. And, and he, he's, he's got records. He's got yeah. records. Yeah. He's, a, he's been a productive football player. You say what you want to say about yeah. Fitz Magic, but man, he don't know my name. I'll tell you that. Yep. Yep. All right. To round this all up. I, did we Ravens. talk about Arizona and Tennessee? I feel like we missed the game. Oh, we did. We totally did. And by we, I mean you. With you jumping oh, how around. How is it me? There's, there's, it's a 50-50 symbiotic but, thing well, I was letting you run the list since you were trying to go off order. And so. Wow. Wow. Okay. You, we'll can, get, you, can, you can put that one on and me. Gentlemen, we'll get into yeah. our groove here for picking games because clearly we are not uh, not as sharp as we once were. But we are excited for football season. This is the reason I agreed to this podcast. Uh, right. Arizona, Titans, Tennessee. Titans are all over Arizona. Yeah. I'll buy that. Buy a lot. I think they've yeah. got some things to prove. I think Mike Vrabel, man, Mike Vrabel is such a good coach. I don't know that he's the smartest coach, but man, he knows how to get those boys going. Oh yeah. Uh, I yeah. think they want to unveil their new weapons. You know, when I say that I think AJ Brown's more of a weapon now than he was last year, just because of the addition mm-hmm. of Julio Jones. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see what Derrick Henry. Still got Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's going to get somebody, right? Yeah. Like we know that. You know, Arizona is writing checks they can't cash. I think with their hype right now, I don't. I don't believe in Kyler Murray. I don't no, know. I think Kyler Murray got lucky. I mean, that whole entire victory against Buffalo for crying out loud. I mean, oh, thank go. goodness you had the tallest. You had the tallest receiver out there when you threw that hail mary. You had no business had winning the that game. Receiver out there. He just had the best receiver. DeAndre Hopkins, maybe the best receiver in football. I'm just saying that the Cardinals. There was there was a little bit of uh, luck. Luck in the in the in the victories they got last. I just don't like Cliff Kingsbury. I saw any team led by Cliff Kingsbury. I'm just gonna and whatever. Like that guy can kick a big rock all the way home and kick off. All right. all right, now to wrap it up. Ravens Raiders. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot riding for both both organizations. Listen, I would like to say this. I cannot believe this is the Monday night game. Outside of the fact that it's in Las Vegas and that's this must be where the league wanted to be on Monday night. But here we are. Uh, I wouldn't have picked it as the Monday night game. No. But we don't pick. No. I think, <laughs> man, I mean, you've got to think that Las Vegas is like the fourth best team in that division. This yeah. Year. I still, I, I think the Ravens going to beat the Raiders, but the Ravens are not the scary Ravens that they were even just a couple of seasons ago. A lot of the defensive factions uh, on that team, and I think that they're going to figure out their quarterback there at some point. He's a mobile quarterback. Um, yeah, I disagree. I think Baltimore takes a step forward this year. So, wow. I think okay, they, well, I think we're at blow, odds. I think that. they blow the. I think they blow the Raiders out of them on Monday night. I do. And I don't think the Raiders have a chance. It's sad. To they have a chance. They're going to score, right? They're, they can't stop nobody. That's their problem. Yeah. 
John Gruden. Ever since Gruden's gone over there, he's just made that team. I don't know, not better. <laughs> they were a playoff I team. That he was. Well, I think he realizes now he probably should have kept Cleo Mack. You know, since he was on the hotline in the offseason trying to get him back. You know, <laughs> that, that defense isn't going to stop anybody. They're not going to stop Baltimore, right? I mean, we we've saw we've seen what Gus Edwards can do running with Lamar Jackson. They're gonna they're gonna go back to their roots. It's gonna be a heavy RPO, which is a run pass option, right? Yeah. We're gonna see that go through. Uh, I would say that you know, uh, Baltimore has two serviceable tight ends now, so they can run that two yeah. tight end set. And what do you what are you gonna do, right? It's flashes back to Pete Carroll's offensive, you know, seven years ago with a tight end heavy set, run pass option for a mobile quarterback. You know, serviceable running game, and then you've got Hollywood Brown over the top. That's a burner that can get it done. I, I just think they score, and I, I think you know, to your point, they've had some defections on defense, but they've also rounded it back out. I think that that scheme still fits their talent. Um, and, you know, I think Baltimore is a playoff team this year, and I don't think the Raiders are. So, Baltimore by a lot. I'll, I'll, I'll go along with you that this Baltimore's playoff team. I don't think they're winning the North. I don't think they're going to win the AFC North, but they are no. a playoff team. The Raiders are. The John Gruden comes back and just destroys this team. And that te- no, 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 no. Listen, that's revisionist history. That team was terrible before John Gruden got there. They were atrocious. <laughs> Go look it up. They, they were. They were they, a postseason team. They were not. The year before, they were a postseason team. They were not. Okay. Jack Del Rio was their coach, and they were not in the postseason. <laughs> Oakland likes a- winners. Oakland likes winners. Yeah, I don't guess know if Vegas they don't, does. Guess where they don't play anymore. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't think Vegas does. Vegas doesn't care. Yeah. Well, Vegas likes money, and this That's is a draw. Because I tell you, I mean, for me to get from Seattle to Vegas uh, to watch a game is cheap. Yep. I'm talking about, like, 300 bucks and a Can't ticket. No, yeah. Easy, well, easy that- days. The temperature's there. Man, poolside. Watch some football. Man, I should have paid attention and it's gone down this weekend and it's gone on Monday for this game and sat at a sports book on Sunday and just watched all the games on the TV. You know? Yeah. If, uh, Probably the move. Well, it, listen, it would have been if I just, I'm not real fond of sitting in sport, sports book for seven and a half hours with a mask on when I could just sit at home and watch Red Zone yeah. from the comfort of my own home with my boy Scott well, this- Hanson. <laughs> That's man. my guy. You can't, you can't yeah. tell me nothing about this weekend. You, you know where to find me. We just, man, we just had a great weekend of college football. Uh, you know, it feels like a miss. I'm talking about that. Clemson and Georgia going off. You know, Clemson just having an off day and Georgia winning. And now we got to hear about that for the next couple of weeks until Georgia comes back down to earth. Um, and Ohio State almost almost pooched it there yep. last week. Yep. Almost did. Uh, it was a close game. <laughs> we are going to have uh, some real deep discussions here about college football in the coming weeks because, man, college football is back with a vengeance. And so great to see it. I feel it. different though. Like when you see Alabama or Clemson without some of their uh, stars that they have because they've been drafted, right? Yep. It's different now. And 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 I mean, you know, Except Alabama Orleans, didn't miss a beat, right? I mean, that's... Yeah, the, I know. But I mean, you know, Nick Saban... Yeah, listen, shout out to Alabama for not uh, playing, you know, 
Moorhead Community College on the first game of the year like they normally do. Yeah. But going to play in Miami? Yeah. Miami's 14th, was ranked 14th. And it's exactly smoke it. checking them? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you know, it. what do you do when you want to build confidence? You go out there and you spank up a team. It's no good. Right? I know, but yeah. they've always done that against some, like, lower-level exactly. division. Like, and it's exactly. always been my biggest beef is that, you know, you got the – perennial powerhouse yeah. playing some joke of a school that doesn't yeah. belong in the stadium you know? but you know what yeah kudos to them for actually yeah. putting it out Nick Saban you Absolutely. moved up a notch on my coaching respect list the notch one you still want to punch his face though don't you I'd kick him in his knee and probably do more damage well this rounds up I think another week here at Guys Beer Sports that's uh, where we are yeah. As always, kids. Uh, uh, shout out to our sponsors. I can't say it, man. I always want to say, I guess I always want to call it Brodega Brawl, and I don't know why. But Brodega. Brodega? Yeah. Brodega. Brodega Brawl. Bodega <laughs> Brawl. Shout out to our friends there, uh, Flyers Brewery and Smooth My Ball. Shout out to those folks. And whoever else you hear on the pre roll, mid roll, and end roll, uh, we support those folks as well, and we thank them for their belief in us. Till next time, kids, be good, be good at it. Right up. You've listened to the podcast, but now it's time to visit us in our virtual sports bar. Get all of our info at guysbeersports.com, where you can find all the ways to connect with us. Watch for live conversations with Brad and Sean that happen throughout the week and join in with your favorite local beer. You can share your thoughts in the conversation comments with your own uploaded videos or even join us as a guest live commentator. The GBS Virtual Sports Bar is open for business. Come on in, boys and girls.